gentlemen welcome to the bitkashi can podcast welcome everyone i'm sriti and i'm your host for the bitkashi can podcast join us every week as we bring to you powerful stories of remarkable individuals who share with us their triumphs the obstacles they face and the invaluable lessons they have learned along the way Sadhini is an entrepreneur, designer, yoga teacher and wellness advocate. She is the founder of Sadhini Nirula Accessories. She's also my yoga and meditation teacher and that is why I can't wait to get her on the podcast to share her experience and wisdom with all of you. So Sadhini before we start this invigorating talk with you like you do before every personal session with me uh in your true yoga tara style can we set an affirmation for the conversation to follow absolutely so let's set an affirmation for this uh beautiful conversation which i know is going to be amazing so you can gently close your eyes okay I'll have okay, to put my so... cue cards down. Yeah, that. Please, please <laughs> go ahead. Closing your eyes, and just relaxing your shoulders, sitting nice and tall. And just take a few deep breaths. Beautiful. And now we're going to affirm, say out loud, set an intention. Today's session is going to be the most inspiring, authentic and invigorating fun conversation. So you can repeat that in your mind. Feel the energy contained in each word, authentic, fun, invigorating inspiring and that's exactly how this conversation is going to go and with a nice smile you can gently open your eyes yeah yeah <laughs> so there we go i'm so excited and i'm yeah. also calmer now yes. yes it's my honor to be here thank you for having me thank you for being here darli So what I find uh, most fascinating and interesting about you Tarani is that you balance these two very distinct career paths that from the outside seem to be so different from each other on one hand you are this go-getter entrepreneur designer on the other hand you're a yoga teacher uh and a meditation practitioner so how do you as an individual manage this dichotomy between the materialistic world of fashion and then yoga that's a very interesting question and that's a question that i get and i'm asked very often so for me uh both my professions that are also my passions I love to invest my time into doing some of both of these things every single day but how much which is basically striking the right balance is something that I am still learning to do 
But what helps me to do that is prior planning. So I feel if I'm listing out certain tasks for the day or for the week or for the month ahead, then it's much clearer to me to know beforehand that, okay, this is the amount of time that I need to invest in my accessories work. And this is the amount of time that I need to put into my yoga. So both of these I absolutely love. I love practicing yoga, teaching yoga, but TN Accessories, which is Accessories, the brand, is something which is more of a structured uh, business. It's a company mm. that I'm running. So uh, a lot and that of also time came before. And that also COVID came before. So it grew more. Right. So it grew more. So that has its, as I said, a structure to it. So uh, every single day there are elements of both, but some days it's uh, it's never 50-50. Some days it's 70-30, some days it's 60-40. So, but what helps me is prior planning. Yeah. Okay, great. So that leads me to my second question. So from a business point of view, hmm. do you ever feel that there is a conflict between Tarani Nirula, the personal brand, mm -hmm. as a yoga uh, teacher, and then Tarani, the designer behind DN Accessories, the fashion brand? I think along these uh, years, I have found a way to realize and also notice how both of these uh, passions have merged into each other in a way. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by this is that, say, for example, and we're talking about conflict between the two, right? So if I'm practicing yoga and I'm practicing meditation, there are times where I get um, some very inspiring ideas for business. Mm. And sometimes when I'm uh, working on TN accessories, there are times that I get ideas, creative ideas to innovate and structure my classes. So um, I think I have chosen to, uh, very consciously chosen to look at both of these uh, fashions now as something that are going to help me and also help each other in the sense of be complementary to each other rather than be conflicting to each other. I love that. So they sort of flow and mesh into each other. Yes, in a way. That's how I've chosen to look at this for myself. Amazing. Um, want to circle a bit back to when you started your journey. So you graduated from NIF Delhi and you were in your early 20s when you started your accessories brand. Mm -hmm. So what inspired you to start the brand? I think the inspiration, the inspiration for me more than anything else was to do something creative, do something big and also have my name attached to it. It was really as simple as that. And what that led me to is what I'm doing today. So I always had a vision for myself. I remember even when I was in NIFT, even in school for that matter, in my art classes, I would visualize and literally I could imagine that there's my name on something somewhere, right? But at the time, I just didn't know what. And along the way, uh, things worked and of course uh, with a lot of challenges so I think the inspiration was to do something big and uh, find a way to get there 
And of course, creativity has always been something that makes me feel so inspired. So that's, that is what I would say. Okay. Yeah. You, I, I'm glad you touched upon visualization a bit mm -hmm. because that was literally my next question to you. So along your uh, journey as a designer, you've had some amazing milestones. Uh, you collaborated with Manish Arora uh, for his Paris Fashion Week mm -hmm. show. And more recently, you uh, debuted at the Cannes Film Festival mm -hmm. this year. Uh, but what is more exciting for me is how you have manifested these goals using your vision board. So tell us a bit more about that. Yes. Well, I think on one hand, it sounds very, um, very glamorous, but uh, the, the seed of this idea of this vision, I think has been in my mind, had been in my mind for a very long time. So um, I remember my workspace, you know, I, I like to keep keep it as an inspired workspace for myself. So um, on the cupboards in front of me, on the walls in front of me, I had put up certain pictures that, you know, I look at and I feel good. And one of those pictures happened to be uh, Manish Arora. And, you know, he's holding one of his designs. And I would just look at it every day, not really thinking anything in particular. But yes, it was always there. And uh, it just, uh, uh, one fine day, I get a call from their office and uh, on their own, out of the on, blue. Yes, out of the blue. Wow. And this is exactly what I'm saying. Sometimes, yeah. uh, sometimes you don't exactly have a plan, but if your intention is there yeah. and it's strong, uh, there is a way that's carved out. So in this particular case, I think that's what happened. And I get a call from their office and uh, one conversation led to another. And literally a couple of days later, I find myself sitting with one of my dream inspiring designers, Manish Arora, across the table. And I'm advising him on what we can do for the accessories to match with his collection for Paris Fashion Week. Wow. So that was uh i was you know uh, it was just a very very exciting exciting project for me to work on and uh, it gave me a lot of confidence it encouraged me to also uh go after what i want to do in a in a more vigorous stronger manner i love it it literally exemplifies visualize to actualize to actualize absolutely um I want to talk a bit more in depth about uh, TN accessories, your beautiful bags, making it to the carpet at Cannes Film Festival that just happened earlier this year. So tell us how that happened. You bought some of your beautiful bags as well in the studio to uh, for us to have a look. So tell us about that. <laughs> So, uh, yes, it's been a very exciting milestone indeed to be one of the few Indian accessories designers to debut at the red carpet at the Cannes Film Festival. And, of course, I always say again, this was uh, an intention for me. It was either the Oscars or uh, the Cannes Film Festival. This was also on your vision board. It, was, I, it wasn't consciously in front of me, but... 
it was definitely there in my mind somewhere. Of where? Oscars are about to happen. I know that. So, trust me. Yeah. But, uh, so, this happened in a very beautiful, organic way again. And uh, a, a South Indian actress, and, you know, she is a producer as well. She reached out to us for this um, uh, this cause that she believes in, that she wants to promote and showcase Indian artisans and brands at the red carpet. And, you know, she was invited for the Council Festival. So we had a couple of conversations, went through the entire process. And I really um, uh, liked the fact that, you know, she was wanting to promote handcrafted brands. And I thought this is a great opportunity for us. So things worked out. And I'd like to show you that uh, this was one of the beautiful uh, yoga miniores, which is okay. yogini in a boat pose that was showcased. She carried this uh, design at the red carpet. And it's very close to my heart. Of course, each design has its own inspiration and story. But this particular one is blending my passion for yoga into accessories. I can see and, that in your eye. Um, yes. Like, so, and it's handcrafted. <laughs> yes, the sparkle. And uh, it's handcrafted. So... There are so many people who ha who are actually uh, who have actually led to the making of this design. So I I wouldn't consider that I won't even say this is my design. This is our design because so many hands have gone into this. But I do feel that uh, I was very happy to see that this design was showcased and um, my uh, my aspiration to share the light of yoga is something that. This is a conversation starter. Anyone carrying a design like yeah. this, someone asks you, hey, do you practice yoga? Or tell me a little bit more about your yoga practice, you know? So, uh, so many different ways and perspectives to look at it. But this was one of the beautiful designs that was at the conference. I love it. So both your passions yeah. made it to the carpet. Yes. So, Tarini, I know you've been a spiritual person for most of your life. And then yoga and meditation started as a personal practice for you. Yeah. With somewhere along the line, you decided to pursue as a second career path. Mm. So how did that happen? From a personal practice to wanting to pursue it as a career path. I started practicing yoga close to eight years ago. And the reason why I started practicing was because at the time I felt like I needed something mm. to calm myself down. It was not for a physical purpose. It was more mm. for an internal mental purpose. So a friend recommended that I go attend a yoga class. And when I went for the class, I, I instantly felt a difference and it's really hard to put into words what I experienced and it wasn't really uh, an instant connect but I did feel that there was some shift it brought me back to the present my mind was not being such a monkey mind anymore and so I continued to practice and I tried a lot of different schools of yoga and the more I practiced I realized that there were subtle changes that began to happen in terms of the way I was looking at things, the way I was thinking about things. And there was this one point in my life where I thought that the way it's impacting me, I so wish for this to help other people. And I really want to learn 
in a way that I can help and share the light of yoga. Um, so before I talk to you a bit more about the wellness space, an observation I made right now while talking to you, that right now fashion is mainstream, but I know when you started, it wasn't an, a, a career path that people chose and also then the second career path that you chose was also not conventional, that of being a yoga teacher. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I just want to understand the role your family and your parents played because they're both not career paths, which even today I feel Indian parents would be very okay letting their children pursue, let alone two of them simultaneously. <laughs> um, I, the amount of gratitude I have towards the support that my parents, my sister, my family has given to me, I, uh, I think a huge part of the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm also successful at it is because of their support and. I'd like to point out here that, you know, whenever a passion, uh, whenever you want to pursue your passion, there are so many people who have done great things even without the support of their families. Yes. But I feel I am not taking away from that. Yes, yes, Yes. exactly. You know, that's also a journey that people go through. But for me, I think I have been very blessed for the fact that my parents were able to understand, especially as you said at a time where it wasn't considered as mainstream. Now I think it is in many ways because yeah. every other person is, uh, I mean, so many people want to uh, start their own businesses in fashion, design, even yoga teachers nowadays. But back in the day, I think they they trusted me and they, and they just, I think they knew that whatever our daughter does, she will find her way. I think they had that trust and faith in me. And I think uh, for me, that constantly is there as uh, it propels me to uh, do what I do, you know, to work harder because I know that they've supported me and they continue to support me. And a lot of the times I go to them for advice. You know, my father, he gives me financial advice. He gives me business management advice. So uh, it's I would say it's almost like at least the accessories business is almost like a family enterprise where everyone contributes and I'm just so grateful that support has actually I feel in some way let you flourish yeah. in whatever direction you wanted to go to absolutely uh, so now you've been uh, teaching yoga for quite some time so what are some of the challenges you have faced uh, as being a part of the wellness industry there are many challenges every day there are challenges uh, one challenge that is most definitely there being a teacher and a practitioner is the fact that uh, part of my job profile is to listen to my students is to listen to the people who are practicing Mm -hmm. uh, yoga with me and everyone these days you know uh, people go through so much so there are many times where I'll have conversations where I'll be listening and at the time, you think that it's not uh, it's not impacting you at all, but then 
later on there are moments where you where you feel a certain heaviness sometimes or you just feel or you feel bad or you feel like i wish there was something more i could do for this person right mm-hmm. but i have learned and understood that there is the fact that i'm in the yoga practice there is a way to channelize this energy and so this challenge that is still there i think has become slightly easier and uh, uh more manageable for me because simply because of the fact that i have my own ways to channelize that energy through my own practice through my own moments of stillness that in a feel we live in such an uncertain world and um, stress is rampant and especially post covid um our anxieties related to health our own health health of our near and dear ones is on an all time high a lot of people listening right now would be going through similar health concerns either themselves or seeing someone very close to them go through it so like you said you had a way of channelizing your energies so what did you do and what can someone in a similar situation do that time was a tough time for i think almost everyone you know there were family members there were friends relatives who were going through so much um for everyone and personally for me yes it was a tough time but i do feel that uh we came out on the other side simply because there were there were times where it w- it was a constant mental internal mental conversation that was happening mm. and i think that was the time where you know you put in all your strength to tell yourself that this is it you know you have to be positive you have to visualize everyone being healthy coming out of things and of course finding time to really put yourself in a space of maybe some deep breaths uh just sitting together as a family and uh affirming the fact that everything's going to be okay you know so i feel it was a combination of things that personally for me worked it was a lot of uh, meditation and visualizing people being healthy at the time so uh you don't know how these things happen but it it could be either the right doctor that comes into the picture it could be the right form of treatment that comes into the picture but i do really believe that there is power in finding stillness within yourself and then instilling that uh positive powerful thinking into your thoughts from that space of stillness and that reaches the other person that energy reaches the other person absolutely choose better thoughts mm-hmm. and actually changes your reality it's a choice and it's a choice thought yes lovely um you know right now we have many different forms of meditation amteen uh forms of yoga like it's like we so many so so many puppy yoga beer yoga <laughs> Hot yoga, hot yoga, and like there's a different technique and even relaxation techniques, like a different technique popping up every single day. Yes, but what are some of your favorite and very easy to do wellness techniques that you would advise to uh, everybody listening in? 
Um, I think the first thing uh, I would advise and suggest to people is to just find moments of contentment in your day. So whether that means taking out the time to just go for a walk, whether that means writing in your journal, whether that means just gazing at the sky. You know, these days we are so stimulated with our phone and laptops and Very the children. So yeah. just to find tiny pockets in the day for finding contentment, looking at how far you've come and just being present. So that's one. Um, a second simple way to get connected is through deep breaths. I always feel no matter where you are, uh, rather than uh, preaching too much, just find yourself a place, sit comfortably with yourself. That's all you need yourself. And um, sit straight, practice a few deep breaths, close your eyes and just go inwards into a space of stillness. If the thoughts come, that's fine. If they go, that's fine. It doesn't matter. That's the second. And I think the third would be just to constantly every single day um, lift yourself up. I mean, this may not be um, a meditative practice, but this is more to do with self-love and to, uh, to do with something that you always have within yourself. And that is true beauty, true peace and, you know, true so the internal chatter. So the internal chatter, try to focus a little bit on making it more positive towards yourself, your body, your mind, the food you eat, the choices you make. So be kinder to yourself. In yoga, we call that ahimsa. So being kinder to yourself. Um, someone who is just starting a yoga or a meditation practice, for someone like that, they've, a lot of people, I think, fall off it because they find it very hard to stay consistent. Correct. What would you say to someone who wants to start a meditation practice but finds it hard to stay consistent? I would say that includes me because there are <laughs> days where I'm really not as consistent as I'd want to be. Yeah. But there are two things I'd say. One is that it's okay. You know, the if the intention is there to make a small shift by, say, infusing a short meditation practice daily, that is better than not having any intention at all. So if you have that intention and you are not able to practice for three days or five days out of a week, it's okay, even if you can do two. Coming to my second point that uh, something is better than nothing. So, you know, we always think we need to create the perfect environment for ourselves. Yeah. You know, we have to have a yoga mat with a candle and everything kept around us. I was uh, one of those for the longest to, time. Yes, to, yeah. you know, wait for the space to be yeah. perfect for us to practice. But really, you know, something is better than nothing. Even if you can yeah. take out two minutes to find a space and practice, that's good enough. Yeah. Start with that and then you'll notice that you start to feel better and you want to practice more. I think it's the smaller actions, yes. like every small action that starts adding up. Absolutely. Rather than waiting for the conditions to be perfect. perfect. It's the baby steps that help yeah. you get to where you want to be. Um, I, I want to ask you a few more questions. Okay. But let's make this a little more fun. Yes. <laughs> let's do it. I've decided to call this segment busting myths with Tarani. Okay. So are you ready to bust some myths for us, Tarani? I'm absolutely ready. I think <laughs> I'm going to have a sip of 
water. Let's take yeah. a water break. Let's yeah. hydrate. Let's hydrate. And go for it. Yeah. Yoga is only for relaxation and flexibility. We need to do weights and cardio for weight reduction. Myth. Complete myth. Yoga is a holistic practice. It gives you exactly what you need. Whether it's stronger thinking, whether it's a stronger willpower, whether it's to lose weight, whether it's to think more positively, it gives you exactly what you need. It is not for one specific thing and everyone can practice yoga. <laughs> You're going to love the next one. Yeah. Uh, you need a business degree or an MBA oh. <laughs> to be a successful entrepreneur. Oh, wow. Oh, this is... Uh, a myth a complete myth um, I mean the I do not want to negate the fact that doing a business degree definitely comes with its own yeah. massive advantages uh, no doubt about that but personally since I have not uh, studied uh, an MBA maybe I choose to in the future who knows but for the time being you can still build a business if you're uh, your intention to learn is there and, you know, to also have mentors around you who can guide you. I think um, you can start a business, you can be successful at a business and it's a myth. That's why I asked you because yes. you studied design, but you're a successful entrepreneur today. Yes, and still lots to do. Lots to uh, achieve, but uh, it, but you don't need a professional degree to it helps but yeah you you don't need it it's not a dire need um okay the next one to be regarded as a spiritual person one must renounce materialistic pursuits <laughs> myth <laughs> another big big myth uh there are very very few of us living in this day and age where we can just go away, renounce everything. Live in the Himalaya, live in the mountains and just say that, you know, we're, we're just going to practice it. That's it. That's yeah. our life. Yoga is to be practiced in your daily life and not on the mat, but also off the mat. And I think one of the biggest things it's taught me is to find calmness within the chaos. And chaos is life, you know. Life yeah. comes with its own sets of challenges, with its good times as well. But uh, when you practice within where you are, the space that you are, that is true yoga. So this is a myth. <laughs> Anyone can practice yoga anywhere they are. Okay, my absolute favorite one. Tarini has seen friends, like literally all seasons of friends. Each episode at least eight times. <laughs> oh my God, this is, uh, you really done your homework. <laughs> uh, I'd say it's partly uh, a myth. I, I don't know if I've seen every episode eight times, probably close, but um, I, I just love Friends. It's my go-to for any kind of a mood and it gives me exactly what I need. And I've seen it so many times and I, I still watch it again and again <laughs> and again. I think you've seen it more than eight times and you're just not admitting it <laughs> on camera. But I let that be. So, 
Okay. What's I have to ask you this? What's your all-time favorite friends quote? Friends quote. Oh my god, I have so many. If uh, you were to pick one, if I were to pick one, okay. Uh, there's this scene in which, uh, in which, uh, someone asks Chanda for advice, <laughs> and and he goes like, um, "I'm no good at advice, but uh, can I care to interest you in a sarcastic comment?" <laughs> and I just love that because he's owning it, you know. Yeah. Like this is what I'm good at, and this is what I can offer you—a sarcastic comment. Yeah. So. <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. not one of the obvious choices. How I love it. Or, <laughs> you know, so we were on a break. We were on a break. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I love that one. Yeah. Tarini, we also have a, another really fun segment for you. It's called Rapid Fire with D. And we have Divya in the studio oh, to ask you exciting. some very fun and very rapid questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah. Ready as I'll ever be. Um, I'm scared. Maybe a little bit. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what these questions are. <laughs> okay. So, yoga or Pilates? Yoga. Uh, yoga in a studio or yoga outside? Yoga in nature. Your favorite yoga pose? Man, it's a tough one. I love dancing Shiva. Wow, yeah. I don't know what that is. I need to go Google it. <laughs> so it's also known as Natraj Asan, Natraj Bose. I don't know if I can stand up here and uh, do it. But, but yeah, so you basically, you stand up and you're on, it's a balancing pose. So it's excellent for uh, mind stillness, focus. So you stand and then you lift up your uh, right leg and you move forward and then you lift your left arm up into a mudra like this so it's a very fluid graceful kind of a pose and you're sort of um, in a balancing pose so we're gonna come to the studio <laughs> yeah <laughs> anytime and mindfulness so journaling or um meditation meditation for someone who's trying to meditate um, what's your best go-to meditation app? I love Calm. Mm. I think it has a lot of variety from like literally 30 seconds to uh, five minutes to half an hour. So, you know, it has something for everyone. You can sort of learn. Yeah, take it at your own pace. Yeah. I love that. Right? I've tried it. Yeah. And it had space. And that space as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, one advice for someone who wants to start meditating. Just start. Don't think how, where, when, what's going to happen, how am I going to feel. Just start. That is the only way you will experience the, the beauty of meditation. Yeah. Okay. Finally. What does because she can mean to you? Because she can is anyone who's empowered in just who she is. Not trying to fit into a box, not trying to change, yes, evolve, but just have that 
power and belief in herself to go for what it takes and you know not stop anywhere be unstoppable and uh, a lot of self belief to express herself and be true to herself wow <laughs> very well said um not checking the boxes yes and and you literally epitomize that where you refuse to be uh, boxed into a designer whether your accessories are in cans um you know whether it's your yoga whether it's your meditation yeah you really inspire us to think out your box uh and and really here on step oh thank you you're all unstoppable in your own ways and i'm equally happy and very inspired to be here yeah and as thank you for being here we have a little something oh. uh celebrating oh <laughs> So, oh, how lovely. Oh, can you talk from us to you? Oh, that is so kind. And it has my name. Oh, my gosh, she can. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It was an absolute honor. Thank you.